You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I'm your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 songs that explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Hello and welcome to... You're doing amazing, sweetie. A Kardashians recap show. My name is Amelia Weidemeyer, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Zach Peter. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing, sweetie. This season of The Kardashians is getting better and better, finally. Finally. This episode, honestly, jam-packed, fun, crazy. We had fun, we had levity, we had drama, we had sister tension, like we had all of it except for another Kim and, and Courtney showdown. I know, I but I think we're like slowly but surely kind of making our way towards the finish line that is Courtney v. Kim. I'm so excited. We need makeup on the walls. We need Chloe trying to break them up. Yes. We need Kim having anxiety in the corner. Exactly. We need nails dug into skin. Yeah, I'm really, really pumped for that. Um, okay, let's start off with some Kardashians news. Uh, we have a little DM going on with um, our producer, Devin, who is out right now. And uh, our our replacement producer, the lovely Carlos Chirboga is here. So hi, Carlos. Um, but I think, was it you? Did you send this or did Devin send this? The Fred Dumois thing. I think I sent it. You sent it. Okay, yes. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Because it is very, it's it's interesting. Yeah, so I guess, so Dumois did a little digging to try to figure out who this Fred person is. Because Kim's like, I'm dating this guy, Fred. And I guess they linked it to somebody that they believed was like a, a chef in New York, right? They thought that like this was the yes, guy, this international. was Fred. Yeah, and then yeah. but now Kim has come out, and, or her rep has come out, or source is close to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> she doesn't even know who this guy is. No she idea. Never even met this 
this Fred person. And I don't Never. know if I believe that. Because, well, I don't know what to believe because she's calling him Fred. Right, right. It's weird because then Dumas is saying, yeah, I heard it was just um, like an inside joke between Scott and Kim. Which Dumb. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I fully believe that. But No, there's a Fred out there's there. There's a Fred. Fred's obviously not his real name, but I'm right. hoping secretly Tom Brady. I, listen, even Dumois said that she is holding out hope for Kim and Tom. As much as I know we shouldn't trust her for this, I feel like I'm just going to keep my blinders on and I'm going to go in and trust her. Because, yeah, all signs are pointing to these two would be the couple of the century, in my opinion. It would be the best couple. I mean, imagine them at the Met Gala together. They would kill it. Oh my God. Yes. And the Brady Skims collab. I mean, the opportunities, the marketing potential. It's he endless. Could never. He could never. <laughs> could never. Could never. Uh, anyway, I also really want to quickly touch on Zachary Quinto um, of AHS fame. He's done other stuff too. He was young Spock, all that good stuff. Um, but he. I guess had a cameo on the newest season of American Horror Story, AHS. Um, and he said that he was really impressed with Kim's acting skills because I guess he saw her do some acting. He said that she was really committed. She was really into it. And as we know, as we've witnessed, Kim loves a good commitment cosplay. You know, she there were photos of her when she was studying for the baby bar and she's got all those books that she's been so studious and caring uh, so lovingly with her. And I just I'm like, of course, of course she would be, you know, on the set with the like Lee Strasberg, how to act acting 101 for dummies books like, you know, of course she's committed. She's all in. Um, yeah, he said that he was impressed with her, which I was like, okay, good. I mean, I'm impressed that he's impressed by her acting skills because I feel like she hasn't been a great actress in other stuff that she's done before. Um, but I mean, listen, I'm very curious to see what she's going to bring to the show because we've seen like Lady Gaga and other people. They've had these other big guest stars that have come and done cameos, but these other people like are able to act. So I'm very curious as to like, do we even know what her character or her role is going to be? Or that's all a surprise, right? I think it's all a surprise. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. Want Emma, I want Emma Roberts and Kim Kardashian in a scene together. That's uh, That would I think make that's... my life. I don't even watch American Horror Story, but I will for that. I did see, I did read somewhere that they, I think it's supposed to be like a Black Swan-esque kind of story. So maybe... Emma is playing one lead and Kim is playing the other. Kim's playing a lead or she's just like a guest star? I thought she was. I think she's a lead. She's a lead. I, I think she's she a lead. doing like a recurring role that's like a minor character. I didn't realize she was a lead. Maybe this- maybe I'm getting this wrong. No, yeah. Kim Kardashian has signed on for a leading role. A leading. Wow. That's going to take some serious acting skills. I mean, how is she going to save people from prison and study her lines? <laughs> I know. It's a lot. And she's a, a, a fit, shapewear businesswoman. It's it's a lot. And it's a skin. lot. Don't forget about skin. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about sk- skin, skin by Kim. Skin by Kim. I forgot about that. So um, is she done so with KKW? Like there's no more fragrances. There's no more beauty. There's no more contour sticks. Like that's all just done. <sighs> 
That is a great question. That, let's see, you know, I'm Googling it and there's no more website. It says KKW Fragrance. This account is private. Follow us on our new Skikin account. I think it's just skin. I don't think she has, uh, no, I'm not seeing any type of fragrance. Are people I, buying skin? Like, is that a thing? You know, I, yeah, yeah, I don't. I feel like I cosmetics, know. her contour kits were great because like it felt like it was very her thing and people were buying it. Um, I know her, her KKW body makeup didn't do very well because like nobody buys body makeup unless you're like somebody that walks red carpets and you need body makeup. Right. Um, but I, I feel like the the makeup was good for her and it was kind of like in the fragrance was good for her and she ended both of those to do skin. And I'm like, really buying skin? Are we really buying skin? Seriously. And also the prices on this stuff are really outrageous. I, I'm actually kind of shocked. It's It like goes beyond like, you know, like a $20 cleanser. I would still consider that expensive, but not to a price point you know, like this is a luxury price point because the cleanser that I'm looking at right now is $43. Yeah. That's insane. Kim, know your audience, know your market. Come on now. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That being said, let's get on to the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Um, a recap for the the fourth episode of season three. It's called Chow Kim. Chow Kim. Chow Kim. And we begin where we left off, where Kim's stylist, Danielle, she fucking forgot her passport, which was, again, both of us were like, how do you forget your passport? Of all things. Of all things, it literally makes no. It make that's your first thing you do when you go abroad. You go, do I have my passport? I mean, Danielle, get it together. Um, fire and we her. have <laughs> fire her, fire that bitch. No. Um, Kim then discusses picking her favorite looks from the '90s and 2000s. She mentions how she doesn't uh want to really talk 
or she didn't talk about this collaboration at Courtney's wedding because she wanted to be respectful, which I, that's very nice of her. I totally get that. Um, and she has this whole thing where she's like, I want feathers. I don't want feathers. And she's, it, they really show her in command of these looks of, um, you know, saying this is what she wants. This is what she doesn't want. She says that she thinks that DNG wanted her here for like a modern update to the looks. And I do also want to mention that Kim in this episode was rocking the same dress that Lisa Vanderpump rocked for the uh, Vanderpump Rules reunion. And Giselle Bryan at the Potomac reunion. Oh my gosh, what a popular dress. It's just like a black dress, like a turtleneck and long sleeves, long, like probably midi dress. And then it has like crystals or jewels on the sleeves. And I remember Lisa called it kind of a gladiator look as she walked into the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Yeah, Giselle's was a little bit different. It may have been a knockoff and it was in blue, but mm. it was very, very, very similar with the crystals on the side and the double crystals and the single crystals and the things. Yes. But again, it, it's Giselle. It may have been a knockoff. It, who knows? <laughs> Poor Giselle. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the scene? Did you enjoy Kim going like, these are my looks. I want the feathers. I don't want the feathers. I mean, I it was cute. I mean, I, I feel like we keep getting this for season one and season two, like boss cam. And like, we get it. She's a boss. She makes decisions. Um, and I get like the story was like, now she's making her own decisions because her, her stylist forgot her passport and she doesn't know how to do things without her stylist. And now she's doing things without her stylist. Go yeah. Kim. Go Kim. You go girl. Yeah. It's totally like she's the business bitch. We love it. Um, And, and, you know, like you said, we keep on, but also, it's, like, this is her collection. Like, the style right. shouldn't have been one making these decisions anyway. Like, it should have been her totally. from the beginning. Like, the stylist maybe should have put in, like, a little bit of influence. But the whole her doing this thing was, like, her finding her way without the stylist. And Kim learned how to make decisions all on her own. But it's like, this is your show. Like, you should be making the decisions all on your own. Totally. And I, I do sense from Kim, and I think... I don't know necessarily. I think it might be, you know, because of her relationship with Kanye and whatnot, that she's always felt kind of hesitant or kind of unsure in whether or not people will respect her designs or respect her styling. And, and you know, she still has Kanye texting her being like, I don't think I would have worn that. I don't think I would have paired those jeans with that boot or stuff. And she's like, OK, just like leave him on red. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's always going to be like that. So. I, I like that she's gaining her confidence back. Um, then we see horse girl Kendall showing up at the stables. Oh, God. Ready to teach Kylie how to ride. At first, it was like, I'm going to teach Kylie how to s drive stick. And now Kylie wants to hang out with me again so we can ride horses. No, she doesn't. Kylie <laughs> doesn't want to hang out with her. Kylie's contractually obligated <laughs> to hang out with her because they need camera time. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. They don't. And and we get like this whole like exposition of Kendall being like, you know, when we were growing up, Kylie just didn't want to like I didn't want Kylie to hang out with my friends. Kylie didn't and want me to hang out with her friends. And that's like a sisterly relationship. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. We know. We know. We don't need all of this. Like, even though I understand that Hulu's probably forcing you to say this, but I, I just don't care. Um, so that was frustrating. Uh, and I'm tired of her horses. I don't want to see her I horses. Anymore. 
I'm if it's, it's not true. anxiety, it's her horse. And I'm tired of both. I'm like, Kendall, like, at least give me another A18 party because like the horses are boring. The horses are boring. And we also get the whole like horses, I feel like can really feel and sense you. It's like, yes, yes, we know. We know. We know, Kendall. And you know, My Kylie God. did not want to ride the horses. Kylie was like, she was what? scared. Like Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. Like she did not want to ride those horses. She was like, I don't know what we're doing here, Kendall. We're exactly. Not. Yeah. And then also I found it interesting. Kendall was like, yeah, you know, Kylie, she likes riding horses and we would ride in Montana when we were growing up. And then they just solely fo- showed photos of Kendall riding. None of Kylie, which is like, we know what you're saying is not true. Like, yeah, because Kylie was like so foreign to the horse. She's like, whoa, how do I navigate? I'm sure she's maybe been on a horse a couple of times before, but she was not actively riding in Montana based off of totally. the way she was writing in this episode. Exactly. And I was just like, okay, we get it. Another little manufactured storyline for Kendall and Kylie, but whatever. Yeah. The only thing Kylie wants to ride right now is Timothy. <laughs> That's so true. It's so true. Um, and then Kendall talks about how their relationship has changed since Kylie had Stormy and she's obviously careful to keep paint it as a positive. Um, and that was that was kind of it. That was like the the non-existent drama of Kendall and Kylie, which fine, whatever. Yeah, they don't want to give us drama and it's obvious. They don't want bad sister blood. Like they're over that. They don't they cut it from last season. Like they just don't want to focus on that. And so all we're gonna get are these cute little horse riding scenes and and learning how to drive stick in the parking lot. Right. Exactly. Which is why I'm like, thank God this was only like less than five minutes. Like we can move on to let's get back to Italy with Kim. Um, bring back Scott. Bring and bring back. I would love to see Scott on a horse. I mean, that would be just a dream come true. Um, And then we get back in Italy. Thank God. Kim is like, everything happens for a reason. Danielle is not here for a reason because it's my time to shine. And um, Pariah Danielle eventually shows up. And they make this like awkward small talk. It's just like, oh, it's just painful to watch, even though it was like cordial and everything. But they're like, where did you sleep? And she was like, hey, okay. And Kim was just like, um, actually, I can do this all by myself without my security blanket named Danielle. And I'm like, you know, what? good for you, Kim. Good for you asserting fire yourself. Fire, yeah. Fire, fire Danielle. Fire exactly. Danielle. She forgot her passport. Fire her. Fire her. That is an infraction that we can never recover from. So, and again, I think it's more indicative of like, do you want someone in your life who forgets a passport? I just, I'm sorry, but how do you forget a passport? That's one thing I just don't understand. It's not a girl's trip. It's not a family vacation. It's literally a very rare opportunity that you get to do your own show with Dolce. Like it's a big It's a thing. Big business thing. And and exactly. It's like, Danielle, this was not a girl's trip. This was not just like a little vacation for you. This was actually very um, important. And this was part of your job, Danielle. It's just insane. Um, there was a bit of a mood change, which I'm sure you caught on to, when Kim gets her beaded dress that she wore for all like the promos and the ads and whatnot. And Kim is like, it's perfection for the show. I think it's perfect. And Danielle, of course, has to interject. And she's like, it's a little predictable. Bitch. It's, you know, what's predictable? You forgetting your passport, which is why we should fire you. Yep. 
just like the nerve of her. And she wanted truly. her to wear that ugly plastic dress. And she's like, wear the plastic one. Where's the plastic one? And then Kim finally tries on the plastic one. And I didn't like the plastic one. On I Kim. agree. The plastic one looked good because they show it like a little later in the episode on one of the models and like very briefly. But the plastic one looked good on the model. It just didn't. Because you can tell Kim didn't feel comfortable in it. Because listen, Completely. the model's like a, a stick, right? She's like right. that big little twig that like the, the plastic dress just kind of, you know, flows nicely on her. Hangs whereas on, Kim, yeah. Kim has curves that like it just did. You could tell she wasn't comfortable moving in it. Right, exactly. And it's just like, Danielle, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. And if I what were you... you are, Danielle? A <gasps> stylist? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, if I were you, I would just have my little tail between my legs the entire time. I would shut up and just say, yes, yes, Kim, you look great. Yes, Kim, I agree with you. Yeah. When you screw up that big, all you can do is just be a yes man and like kiss butt. Exactly. And Danielle defied that. She dared to defy that. And dug her heels in too. Like she She really wanted the plastic dress. She called Kim predictable. And Kim's like, just for that, I'm going to wear this dress. And I think think she looked great in the beaded dress. Same. I thought she looked better in the beaded dress. It fit a lot better than that plastic one. Danielle, you dum-dum. Okay. Sorry. We're done. We're done shitting on Danielle. But it was just like, come on, Danielle. Um, And then we also, this is fun. Because as I think we've talked about in the past season, when Chloe was seen hanging out, I think it was just last summer um, with Michele Morone, who is the handsome Italian actor in those uh, sexy Netflix movies. I think it's they're called 365 Days or something. Yeah. Um, we get a little backstory on how that was all set up. And Kim's friends, Natalie and Olivia, apparently kept telling Kim, you've got to watch the show. You've got to watch the show. And Kim brings up all her friends. I think Lala is there. Stephanie is there. The two girls are there. And she's like, let's set up Chloe with Michelle. It'll be like Chloe falls in love in Milan. (laughs) And she won't know about it. (laughs) Thoughts? I mean, I, I, he's hot and I would love to see yeah. that happen. I don't think anything came of it, unfortunately. I love how they're like, Chloe needs to get her mojo back. And Chloe's like, I didn't know I lost my mojo. And I was like, girl, you lost your mojo a long time ago. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, when you let Tristan imprison you, honestly. Three times. Three times, I know. And also, I just feel like, once again, it's, and I understand Kim is trying to be like kind of fun and funny, but like at Chloe's expense a little bit, just to be like, wouldn't it be like so funny if we created this whole thing where like Chloe was dating this guy, but she doesn't know it. <laughs> it's just like, it harkens back to Kim being like, well, I let Chloe use my glam squad. It's just these little minor digs, these little infractions that you do, might not completely seem rude, but if you kind of look at it at a certain lens, you're like, that was rude. That wasn't the nicest thing to do to your <laughs> sister, you know? I don't know. Oh, Kim. Kim, Kim, Kim. Uh, Kim lives on her own yeah, thing. I do, ship, I do ship Chloe and A hundred percent. They'd be a hot couple. I love it. Um, but then also, I love this because Kim give, gives us a little manifest list of the, her perfect man. And I'm going to read you the 19 things she said. One, protect me. Two, fight for me. Three, good hygiene. Four, calm. Five, no mom or dad issues. Six, patient. Seven, supportive, genuinely happy for me. Eight, successful. Nine, good teeth. 
10, spontaneous fun. 11, my friends and family love him. 12, someone who can be a role model for my kids. 13, no heavy baggage. 14, someone who loves to work out. 15, taller than me. 16, a motivated person. 17, an independent person. 18, someone with good taste. And 19, not bald. Sure. That is quite the list. It's a list. Um, It is a list. I mean, great. Um, but also like I, I thought like the intention of those lists was like to more to write out like the qualities and values, right. not necessarily the teeth and the head. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. But listen, let her manifest her best life. Totally. Let her put it out into the universe and attract all the good, all the good D right back. It's yes, I agree. And you know what? I feel like Tom could at least cross off several things on this list. What wouldn't he cross off? Um, he has hair and nice teeth. Okay, so hair, nice teeth. I don't see Tom Brady as someone who's spontaneous and fun. I think he can be. Yeah, maybe. Heavy baggage, he kind of has a decent amount of baggage, but that's it's okay. So does Kim. It's okay. So does Kim. Like, she can't expect somebody to come to the table with no baggage <laughs> and pick her. It's true. It's, it's very true. Yeah, that's true. But you're right. He, you know, he ha- seems like he has good teeth, is successful. He's motivated, obviously. Taller than her, not bald. He can uh, loves to work he out. He has those shoulder pads. He has the shoulder pads. He has, like, a garage full of them. Exactly. So... I don't know. I just think she's manifesting Tom. That's what she's doing. Um, yeah. We're manifesting Tom. For we're ma- exactly. Exactly. That's the real tea. Um, so we leave it at that. I thought that was kind of a, that was a fun little um, thing to end on. Chloe needs to do that. We need Chloe oh to make God. her list. Yes. I would actually love to see Chloe do a list like that. She's going to do it. Paul plays for the Lakers. Okay. You know, is open to you know accepts all people, including all women. Yeah, dabbles in infidelity. Yeah, yeah, dabbles. You know, (laughs) side gig as a gynecologist. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, Chloe, 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 Chloe. loves children so much. He has multiple. Exactly. (laughs) All over. All over town. All over the country. Honestly. Um, respectful of his girlfriend by hiding the side piece yeah and trying to pay her off paying her off only contacting through dms yes because he doesn't want to disrespect his partner exactly oh man um yeah chloe needs to make a list and then we can manifest someone better for her uh but back in la here we are with kendall and courtney sitting together in a room and this whole segment made me laugh because Courtney pretty much whines to Kendall about Kim taking the Dolce and Gabbana away from her. And she's like, this isn't about business. This is about my wedding and how I've lived my life every summer for five years in a row, like living the Dolce Vita genuinely. I was like, Courtney, are you actually gatekeeping Italy? What is going on? This was just wild. Her explanation for being so pissed off. It was so dumb. And like, like, I get it. But also like, it's dumb because Kim like really went out of her way to make sure that like there were no replicas in both. Like 
you know. Exactly. And like Courtney had her moment. Like she literally had the wedding. The whole world was watching her. She got to have the wedding before anybody knew about the Chow Kim show. Like, I just don't understand what she's complaining about. I get her not wanting to promote the shirt. Fine. Don't promote the shirt if you feel like whatever. But then, I don't know. I just think she's being way too dumb and whiny about this whole thing. And she has no reason to. Like, just like stay in your love bubble and like let Travis lick your toes and just like don't even think about what Kim's doing in Italy. Yeah. And and also, I mean, Kim has mentioned this and I I think it was evident because we even saw it play out. She didn't mention anything about her D&G collaboration at the wedding at all. At all. And it's just like, what is the narrative that Courtney's trying to win sympathy with? I don't, it literally doesn't make any sense to me. She's like, she tried to copy my whole wedding. But like, no, she didn't. Like literally none of those designs. Also, like aesthetically and fashion wise, they're so different. So different. Like Kim would never have a tacky short wedding dress like that. Exactly. Yes. I was just thinking Kim's looks were actually cute and classy. Courtney's looks were so ugly. It just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. And she has the audacity to start crying to Kendall about this. Like, tears. Courtney's looks were like sheen, you know? <laughs> they were like, you know, knockoff Fashion Nova. They were, you know, pretty totally little... Fashion Nova. Pretty little thing, discount rack, you know? Exactly. exactly. It did Which not is... look Dolce at all. Right, which is fine. But don't act like this was some kind of haute couture wedding that resembles anything that Kim did. Yeah. I just it I'm sorry. Like usually I have empathy for people with stuff like this, but this was like I felt like I was crazy. I felt like I was going crazy a little bit. Yes, especially because you see Kim go to such lengths to make sure it's not, you know, they don't have any of the same style. It's not 90s inspired. Like a lot of the things that Courtney wants you know aesthetically for her wedding is very much the opposite and Kim was very mindful of like we can't have this look and we can't have that look and not dress because that was what you know we wore in Portofino so like it was very intentional like trying to not step on Courtney's toes but Courtney just like ran with that narrative that like just doesn't even make sense and now and I even get why Chris is annoyed with her because she's like oh my god like why are you being dramatic you got a great wedding exactly well, and and not only that, but like when Courtney is coming to Kendall, Kendall, like Courtney starts crying. Kendall can't even give up, get up to give her a hug because she knows this is so over the top and that Courtney is just suffering from main character syndrome right now. And not only that, she literally looks at her nails while Courtney is crying, which I what really encapsulated the whole entire energy I was feeling here. And it's just I. It, so absurd. It's so absurd to be upset over this. And um, Kendall does try to, she's like, yeah, I can see both sides. You know, I can understand. She talks about like individuality. She's like, I love individuality. So like, I can totally get where you're coming from. But it's just like, Kendall, you're just speaking words. Like, I, I get it. You're trying to soothe her, but you're just speaking words now. Yeah, I can see both sides too. And I can see that Courtney's side is the wrong side. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And and it's it but it's just crazy to me that Courtney's like, I was living the Dolce Vita life for five years. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? The Dolce Vita life, they sell that at anthropology for $30. What are you talking about? It's like she invented destination weddings. I'm just like, I just like, what are you? You are so 
like self-absorbed in a way that is so frustrating because I used to like you. And and now... Yeah. I didn't like that she kept trying to make it about the money. She's like, I oh get it. God. Kim to do this for the money and the money and the money. She, she made it seem like Kim got this incredible paycheck that like she she was so desperate to have that money. And I was like, it's not even about the money. Like Kim is doing this for the like opportunity that's exactly. a rare opportunity that Dolce & Gabbana is coming to you and producing an entire show that you get to curate. Like, it's an incredible opportunity. And as her sister, she should be like, this is an incredible opportunity for you. It's more than them just designing the fashion for my wedding. It's literally like this incredible business opportunity that like, how exactly. could not want your sister to jump at an opportunity like that. But Kendall, but Courtney kept making it about money. And she's like, I get it. Money's like the most important thing to her. And it's like, calm down. It's it's calm down. It's also like that. It's actually like you were saying, it's the exact opposite. So you, you're not making sense. Your argument is not very strong. And not only that, you should get mad at Dolce and Gabbana more than anything, because they're the ones that came to Kim and were like, we need to do this now. We can't wait a year. And, and it seemed like to me, Kim was saying, we can't wait a little bit. I believe Kim when she said that. And, and I just like, and the fact that Courtney's not getting mad at Domenico and the other dude at all is just like, you're being really selective with your anger. I would be more upset with the designers being Same. like, you're homie hopping. You're going for yes. me. And now you're going to hit up on my sister. to totally. try." Like, now it just feels like you're trying to capitalize off of our family's fame and the show that we have now, which is obviously what they're trying to do. Like, obviously. It's, it's abundantly clear that they're trying to make Dolce & Gabbana relevant again. So they're exactly. trying to use the Kardashians to do that. But instead of Courtney directing her anger at the designers, who are the ones that are consciously going after Courtney and then going after Kim, she gets mad at Kim for jumping at an opportunity that like she can't pass up like what does she want Kim to do not do it at all exactly and I honestly and many fashion files if you're out there and listening you can correct me but I truly genuinely as someone who isn't like so into fashion that I know everything but just like as a regular American I didn't like the last time I had cared about Balenciaga was when uh, Mary Kate Olsen was carrying around her like lime green Balenciaga bag in 2005. Did not care for it for the longest time until the Kardashians started wearing it again. And I was like, oh, Balenciaga. Now they're a pretty big name. People like their stuff again. And and like you're saying, Dolce & Gabbana, I genuinely think saw how that worked with Balenciaga and wanted to hop on this Kim train, Courtney train, the Kardashian train, because they knew their brand was going out of style. They knew they had a bunch of controversies and they knew that this would put them back again in the spotlight. Yeah, the Kardashians are the prime Sunset Boulevard billboard right now. Exactly. You know? And when you're marketing, you go for the best, uh, the best real estate that you can find to market your business. They found the best billboard. The best billboard was the Kardashians. As you said, with Balenciaga, Balenciaga became relevant again because of the Kardashians, because of Kim mostly. And so, and listen, and Dolce went all in. They did all of Courtney's wedding. They had, they used their own boats to, to shuttle people in. They the had house. Her the yeah. house. Like they really went all out for the wedding. And it's like, I don't understand what she expects from them or from Kim. Like, I can understand her being upset with them, but also, like, what do you expect? They did everything for your wedding. Like, 
be grateful that you got to have your moment. But like the moment passed, you don't get a whole year of relevance because you got married. You get your moment. And she had the world watching her. Everybody was watching what was going on in Portofino. Everybody was talking about their wedding. Everybody was talking about her and Travis. Exactly. Exactly. And and even leading up to the wedding, she had her whole moment with Travis. People were even commenting like, finally, Courtney gets her time in the sunlight. Like, you know, it was a huge thing. And that lasted honestly for over a year. So she should be grateful for the year that she got. Okay. Stop whining about it. It's just like such a stupid, stupid problem in my, in my eyes. So yeah, so that was that. Um, <laughs> I was just like, that scene was like so crazy to me. I was like, I had to watch it a couple times because I was like, are you honestly mad about this? Are you honestly mad about this? Okay, cool. Um, and then we get back to Milan with Chloe and Chris, and it's a continuation of Courtney's dramatics. Um, Chloe talks, uh, uh, well, well, I love that Chloe talked about how Chris loves to appropriate a language like any mother does. You know, she's like, Saint Laurent. And she's like, a Dolce and Gabbana, you know, which I love. I love that's such a mom thing. Um, and <laughs> as per usual, Chloe's like, did you read Court's text? Chris is like, yeah. And Chloe's like, mom, just acknowledge Courtney's feelings. And Chris is like, oh, boy, which again, I agree with Chris. Oh, boy, indeed. Yeah. Um, and we also, like you mentioned before, we see a little underworking of how the family supports each other on social media, which I found was interesting because they were like, we all agreed to post the Kim Dolce t-shirts, blah, blah, blah. Everyone do it. Da, 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 da. And then, of course, Courtney refused to post. And we get this whole um, interview with Chris and she's like, I'm neutral. I swear I'm neutral. Lies. Bullshit. You're, you're not neutral. You're not neutral. No, because Courtney, Courtney didn't make her as much money as Kim's making her right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Courtney like should know that. Post the damn shirts. She's out there with like a knife. You're gonna post the shirt. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we get Kim, and she's putting on the final touches of her Dolce and Gabbana show. She again, we the whole narrative this episode, like we said before, is like Kim you know, hasn't spoken up for herself ever. And now she is. She is the new boss bitch, Kim. Go off, queen. You know, like, yay, yay, Kim. She's speaking up for herself. Great, whatever. And then after that, we get back to Kendall and Kylie and they're doing this thing called a whole body EMS, which is essentially like they, you, they hook up like wires to your body and it's supposed to be like an electromagnetic kind of, charge that works your muscles as if you had like done a workout which i found interesting i want it i know me too i watched this on the colpo sisters show as well and they were doing it and i was like wow this is really interesting um and then and we talked about this over text but um there's a, a whole little bit where kendall's like what like is is this unsafe? And the person working the machine is like, only if you're pregnant. And Kendall's like, oh yeah. Like, I don't even remember what she said because it was so stupid. It was like, yeah, I'm expecting. Okay. And and the producers are like, so how's the pregnancy going? And it's like, oh, oh, the pregnancy's going well. And it's like, oh, oh, is Kendall pregnant? Is Kendall pregnant? It's no, it's her fucking horse. Of course. Her- I called, I, I, when I saw the clip and yeah. I texted you and Devin, I'm like, 
is it her fucking horse? Is it the horse that we're talking at? Like, I swear I'll be so pissed if it's a horse. And then I finally got to the scene. I'm like, of course it's the horse. I, it's so predictable. So predictable. And everything with Kendall and Kylie is predictable. It's just, yeah, of course it's the horse. And this is a stupid joke at this point. It's just like, look, don't even do this clickbaity kind of stuff anymore because it doesn't work. And we we know, we know. Give me more boss Kim. Give me more boss Kim. Give me more Courtney V. Kim. Um, Give me more Chris rolling her eyes at Courtney. <laughs> yes, me too. I want that. Um, and then we get back to the lawn. And both Chloe and Kim seem to understand how insane Courtney is acting. And they do this whole cheers right before the show. They have like glasses of champagne and they're like, uh, cheers. And Chris adds, of course, because Chris does this, you know, she's just like, oh, I'm going to have to include everyone. And don't forget about Rob's hot sauce and his, his Arthur George socks. You know, she's always hawking that stuff on Instagram. I'm just like, okay, Chris. And she goes to Courtney. And then we see, Dolce kind of be like, huh? And then Kim rushes away, which I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. That that seems right. (laughs) It was just, I don't know. Again, you know, and the producers had asked Chloe earlier in the episode about the whole t-shirt posting thing. And Chloe's like, I thought it was just about the t-shirt. Like, I think she's just in a bad mood. And the producers are like, you don't think there's something more with it kind of alluding to you know Courtney being upset about the whole wedding thing and Chloe's just like no I thought it was just the t-shirt I don't what which is like again Chloe understands how insane this is Chloe knows that it's insane they all know that that it's insane the only ones that are play or pandering to Courtney are Kylie and Kendall because then they even have that scene where they're like, where Kylie's like, I can see both sides. I'm like, but you know, even if you see both sides, you know that one side is clearly being irrational. Right. Exactly. Right. There's one side that's like totally normal and the other side is insane. And the insane side is Courtney. She's acting so nuts. And I feel like we've that's kind of been a through line. No offense to Courtney, because again, I used to like her, but a through line of this season and also the past season and whatnot. But it's just like she's in this truly in this little love bubble where she's just like is not taking any other people's feelings into account and is so self-absorbed in a way that is just so off-putting, so off-putting. But I feel like, and this is not a dig at therapy, but I feel like sometimes people that go to therapy fall into this where they're like, I have boundaries and my boundaries are the only boundaries that matter. And I'm main character energy because my therapist told me that I'm special. And like, you know, and they get so like caught up in it and they like don't have any self or they lack self-awareness, but they also like lack awareness of like other people and other people's needs and boundaries as well. And Courtney's very much in that like main character energy space. And it's like, yeah, have main character energy, but not when the whole world revolves around you and everybody has to like buckle to you. Exactly. And I, and again, I, I keep on bringing this moment up, but from, I think it was either the first or second episode, Chloe was talking about how, you know, Courtney didn't bother to check on her at all when she was going through the tumor stuff or anything. And she was like, I get it. She's in her love bubble. But, you know, now she's out here expecting people to check in on her when she couldn't do that for me at a really scary time in my life is just kind of like, okay, well, what what do you expect, Courtney? 
I mean, or the fact that she just had a new baby. Like, that's a time when you need support and when you need people to lean on yeah. and when you want people to help you. You know, I get Chloe. Like, Chloe was going through a lot. I don't think it's just the cancer scare. I think it's like she had so much going on at one time. Even Kim. Kim yeah, still no, you're right. all the stuff with Kanye. That, right. like, we're not really seeing it, but Kim's still going through it. And Courtney hasn't been there for either of her sisters. And it's just, but it's just like, it's so like frustrating to watch this because I'm sure you've dealt with this with friends before too, where they're just so in their own world and they expect you to show up when you're like, you haven't even shown up for me. Why are you getting mad at me when you can't even reciprocate the loyalty and compassion that, you know, I've given to you? It's just like, ugh. A thousand percent, yes. Yeah. And again, I think this, again, this is relatable. This is so relatable that it's we're, it's like, yes, I want this relatability again. I want to be able to be like, been there, done that. I can discuss it with my friends. Like, did you see this episode? It was nuts. So bravo to the Kardashians, to Hulu for making this season so much better. We made the Kardashians great again. We, <laughs> we really did. We really did. Um, okay. On that note, any any last thoughts about this episode, about what we're watching right now? I like that. I, listen, I think the season's good. I know we had a lot of shit to shit on the episode, but I think it, it was enjoyable. We had good yeah. opinions because the episode, I think, was good. And it looks like it's only going to get better going into the rest of the season. So true. Um, because we're getting back to like that real like family drama and, you know, personal drama and just like personal storylines. And I think, you know, it's about time. And we need Chris about rolling her eyes more at Courtney because that was like yes. a real moment. Yes, it was so real. Her, just the, uh, the annoyance in her voice being like, okay, was just like that. That was worth all the dumb Kylie Kendall scenes, honestly. Um, okay. Let's do some superlatives slash awards. We only have three, but that's okay. Because also because Scott wasn't a parent at all at, in this episode, which is fine. That's fine. But I just, you know, I hope he comes back. Um, MVP of the week. My MVP was honestly, and Devin's going to love this, uh, Kendall for refusing to give Courtney an ounce of sympathy. Thank you, Kendall. Hey. Did though she was like I well, see both sides I get where Courtney's coming from like she played it up she played that. it up she did you're right she did but in I just feel like in reality and from what I'm watching I'm seeing her just kind of placate Courtney while being like this woman is batshit nuts and looking at her yeah. nails I just love when she looked at her nails that was so good <laughs> yeah who uh, is your MVP. I'm going to say Kim because we really saw Kim come into her own and like ditch the stylist. And yeah. like sorry, the stylist like tried to stand up to her and be like, wear the plastic dress. And she's like, mm, no, I'm not going to. I don't care if you call it predictable. I'm going to do what looks best for me. And I think that that was the dress to go with because even though the dress was a little more, I mean, I don't even want to say it was understated. It was a nice dress, It, but it also is just like a classic moment for like this to be the Italy fashion show chow kim like it was like the perfect dress it wasn't over the top it's not the met gala right the met gala is where you go big right and you really do the whole avant-garde and like you the met gala is like in a perfect example of what you do when you go the extra mile this wasn't an extra mile moment it was a classic timeless fashion moment and i think the crystal dress was perfect and i'm glad that kim put her foot down i was like you've got your passport you have no say. Yeah, no passport, no say. Exactly. Good for you, Kim. Um, 
should have left on the cutting room floor. I'm going to say the horse scene. We didn't need it, but sure. Yeah, we didn't need the horse scene and we didn't need the horse pregnancy. Yeah. We, we really didn't need the horse pregnancy. We really, they act, the producers and editors on this show really act like we haven't been watching since season one. And it's a little insulting, but here we are. Um, and then finally, look at the week. I'm going to say I loved Kim's D&G look. Her, the one she styled herself. I thought her hair looked great. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite look of the night too. The uh, black crystal dress. Yep. I think her hair looked great, even Incredible. with like that grown out root. I the love way it. The volume, like it was the perfect. Perfection. It looked great. So, um, yeah, that was the episode. Uh, I feel like we had a good time watching it and I'm so excited for next week because it can only go up from here, honestly. I really think we have hit uh, a point where these episodes are just going to get better. Better and better. <laughs> um, so thank you so much to my co-host, Zach Peter. Thank you so much to our producer, Carlos Chiraboga. And thank you all for listening. We will be back here on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed to recap uh, episode five of Keeping Up With... Well, not, I'm sorry, with the Kardashians. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys back here next week. 